Welcome to the Rural Revitalization Network podcast with your hosts, Pastor Rob Beckett and Dr. Desmond Barrett, the founders of the Rural Revitalization Network. The network is committed to encouraging pastors, churches, and communities throughout rural America to engage, equip, and empower through local resources to build God's church. Welcome to episode five of the Rural Revitalization Podcast with your host, Pastor Rob Beckett, and myself, Dr. Desmond Barrett. Today's topic is Revitalization is Pioneering Work. We're going to look at five areas of the revitalization pioneering work. The first one is revitalization is not easy or everyone would be doing it. A church never starts off with revitalization. It always comes after an initial birthing and from a prolonged period of plateau or decline. Uh, Every church in their beginning was the result of an obedient pastor or servant of God carrying out the vision and the plan that God had for that person in that place at that time. Revitalization brings back that energy, that life, and that vision that God had placed in that person in that place. Many times, Pastor, uh, we celebrate in the Big C Church, not necessarily in the Church of the Nazarene, but we celebrate that church planter, that pioneer, that one who is going out and doing the work. But today in the Church of the Nazarene, and specifically in the Rural Revitalization Network, we celebrate you, that pioneer who is going back in to that rural America where you are helping to redig the trenches that have collapsed in over time. We believe in you. We believe that God has a purpose and a plan for the local church, and you are part of that plan. And I was very fortunate. I'm in my fifth year of ministry at the church I'm at, and it is my first pastorate. And I was very fortunate that I stepped in, and yes, we had to start with a revitalization. Our church uh, is 45-plus years old and is needing revitalized. But the thing is, I came in as a new pastor with no preconceived uh, ideas of how ministry was done. Matter of fact, I I say it all the time, I have no idea how to be a pastor. All I do is uh, allow God to lead me one step at a time. And so I was able to step into this revitalization with no preconceived thoughts. And so the, the work for me was normal. It's normal for me. It came natural because uh, uh, no, no thoughts before. So I want to encourage you that you can do it. You can be a uh, young pastor. You can be a pastor that hasn't pastored in a church very long, but you can do it. When you look at our statistics in the Church of the Nazarene, when you break down the numbers, the majority of the churches in USA, Canada region are 100 or less, and half of those are 50 people or less. And so, Pastor, what you are doing is pioneering work, but what you are doing is serving the established Church of the Nazarene in USA, Canada. If you're honest with yourself, how many people, how many leaders, how many of those coming out of Bible college who are bivocational are banging on your door saying, let me run your church? If our district superintendents who listen, if they're honest, they're not receiving a lot of uh, resumes saying, send me to the small rural church. They're all looking for the big church. But what we are doing in rural America is important. What you are doing is valuable. Your district leadership celebrates you as we celebrate you because you are doing a pioneer's work. If we stop and evaluate where we've been, 
We celebrated the church planter for many decades in the Church of the Nazarene, but today we are celebrating you, the pioneer. So the, the work isn't easy, and the thing is, it is absolute needed, uh, especially in the Nazarene church, all churches, but the Nazarene church and our tribe, because even though planning is a big thrust and, and it's a major uh, part of what we do, and actually, let's be honest, in revitalization, planning is part of that process that we multiply, that we, that we send out. But the thing is, sometimes people can get so wrapped up in the planning part of it that they're leaving behind the small rural churches. And, and we can't do that. We have to, that's what the network here is for, is to encourage, to lift up, uh, to walk alongside, uh, to be part of the process and not just a afterthought or a secondary process. So when we look at these five revitalization is pioneering work, the second thing is, is revitalization is tough on family, but especially our children. Yes. Uh, now for me, my children are grown. Uh, they're adult children, but, but pastors that have children in the home, uh, it is so rough on them because sometimes the kids feel like that, that uh, their dad is more worried about the church than than worried about them. I know my wife was is a is a PK. She was uh, out of seven children. She was number seven, and so many of her siblings talk about how everything was a church and that their dad didn't uh, worry about them as much. Now I understand that that was probably a perception. Uh, there was probably not as much truth in that as as what they perceive, but perception is reality for the beholder. Well, when I entered the church uh, about a decade ago, I entered later in life. I was going to be 33 years old when I took my first church, and our oldest daughter was entering her senior year in high school. And we had to evaluate as a church, I mean, as a, as a family, what would we do? Do we take her with us? Do we change her in the middle of, of, of her senior year? And we decided, we as, we as a family, and we prayed and we talked about it, we left her in our home place with her grandparents, and we moved a thousand miles away. And after a year, we were only at our first church a year before the district superintendent asked us to move a hundred more miles to go to another church. And here were my children. They had just moved from everything that they knew. They had reestablished relationships, and now I was moving them again. We had served at our next spot uh, three and a half years, and and our, our daughter was preparing to enter her senior year. In fact, she was already in it. Our second daughter was in her senior year halfway through when we, we moved to our next assignment. And after uh, the school year went through, uh, in fact, she was a junior, not a senior. And when the half the year was over, she came to me and she says, Dad, I'm unhappy here. I don't like uh, this place. I want to go back home. And so we prayed as a family, and we actually sent her back to Florida on the Southern Florida District, where, where we were from. So she lived with her grandparents. And then as our other daughter, our third daughter, in that place where we stayed uh, nearly three years, uh, was struggling. It was in the midst of her senior year, and uh, we, we came here to Summit, and we interviewed. And I was, I was leaving my previous church not because I felt called, but my family was hurting. My family was broken. My family didn't feel connected. We're not going to place blame on the church. We're not going to place blame on the situation, but, but 
we as a family and I as a called pastor had to give up on my own dreams. I was the district missions president at the time of our district, and I walked away from what I loved, my passion, to help my family. Pastors, hear me now. Your wife, your husband, and your children are more important than everything else except God. And you have to be willing in a revitalization situation to say to your church, they're more important right now. I need time. And I bet if you're honest with them and you ask your church board and your church leadership to pray for your family, they're going to want to support your family. But revitalization is tough. It's not for the faint of heart. So uh, let me ask you this as a follow-up on that. Uh, I think it's a good idea that we, we as pastors, have to have a uh, sense of honesty and an element of honesty with our church board and our leadership. Because if we, uh, like we were talking about a few minutes ago, uh, if we put on a mask and say, hey, everything's fine and everything's great and, and just, you know, everything is just the way it should, and it's not, then we're not only being dishonest to ourselves, to our families, to our spouses. We're not being honest with the church, uh, our leadership, with God. And uh, we have to have a, a, a sense of um, ability to be honest with our church board or our leadership. Now, you, I'm not suggesting we have to stand up in the pulpit and, and air out all the dirty laundry to everybody. But our leadership, we need to be able as pastors— and pastor, you need to have somebody in your church, in your congregation. Yes, you have peers that you can go to. Yes, you have your, your uh, district pastor that you can go to. But you need someone that you can uh, talk with in your congregation that will not judge you, that will um, uh, uh, be able to understand some of what you're going through and have that honesty and saying, look, my, my family's having some problems and, and they're not adjusting well. And, and, and when you bring that and have that honesty with your leadership, um, that helps a whole lot because if you can't do that, what does that do? It multiplies the problem. Well, ultimately, as we continue to shift through, revitalization is a major cause of burnout uh, to the pastor. We're going through COVID-19, and we're hearing our colleagues who are hurting, they are struggling. And I think if we're even honest with the, each other, and we're honest with you, our listeners, and our partners in ministry, that we're struggling. When we look at our church, we're not the church we used to be. We're not the church that we were before COVID. But can we be the church that God wants to be even in this time? Yeah, but, if I... we're, but, but if we're honest— we're starting to get burnt out, and yeah. many people, especially these pioneers who are going into a revitalization work, they try, their families beat up, they may only have their, their children may be the only children, they may not see progress, they see pushback, and they just get burnt out and said, I can go make more money uh, at McDonald's than I am making in my own church. Yeah, it, um, it, it is a, a, a crisis if, if we do not take time to take self-care. Uh, as a pastor, uh, I, I sat in a five-hour meeting yesterday and had various speakers in it, and some of the things that we were sharing was uh, about ten other pastors, and that and that 
I'm tired. And the theme, it seemed like during this, this pandemic, uh, this COVID period, is a lot of people thought they were busy before this. And, but it's like, it's like overdrive now. And it's like, we're trying, we're trying to go full blast, doing the best we can, going down a road, a territory that we're not familiar with, and we haven't been here before, but yet we are uh, wide open trying to uh, get this thing figured out. And it is absolutely wearing pastors out. And we have to be able to take moments um, uh, more than moments, we got to take time that we can um, recharge, uh, rejuvenate. Uh, for instance, just about three weeks ago, my wife and I went to the Smoky Mountains for four days. It's the first time, generally each year, we, we take a, a big vacation and then a little vacation. And, and all this year, we hadn't been able to do anything. And I'm just going to be real with you, and I'm just going to tell you right now, man, I am. I'm, I was so tired that I couldn't hardly think straight anymore. The the energy, the level, the speed that I was going, I just couldn't keep it up anymore. And it was getting to I was running out of gas quick. And when that happens, then your uh, enthusiasm, your all the things that all those levels drop. And what happens, it becomes an unhealthy level. And so we were able to get away for a few days. Uh, it, was, it was out of necessity because of COVID, but we didn't want to get a motel room. So we, we, long story short, we got a cabin that was in the middle of the woods on the side of a hill that didn't have, no, we couldn't see anybody else around us. And I sat on a porch of a cabin for three and a half days doing nothing. Never turned on a TV, even though we had one in there. Never turned on a TV. Just sat and listened to nature, listened to the trees, listened, and I got more rejuvenized through that, sitting on a porch. And if we don't do that, uh, if we don't take those moments to take care of ourselves, uh, we will burn out. And I don't care how good the cause is. I don't care how... Uh, valiant, uh, the, the, uh, the mission that you're on, if you don't have any energy left in you, you're not going to be any good. And Pastor, hear our hearts. You may be one that is on welfare, on government assistance for your health, for health care for your family, and you may not have those extra, resor- ex- extra resources to get away, but you do have the resource of time. Will you put down your phone? Will you unplug the television? Will you shut off the computer? Will you just sit in silence? Can you find a park and get away for 30 minutes or even an hour and go on a hiking trail? Can you take your family to, the, to a community uh, maybe 20 minutes away so you can just disconnect? Is there a cornfield that you can just walk through and get alone with God? We're not saying that you have to spend money, but we are saying you have to find that alone time with God. If not, you're going to end up burnt out. The fourth of the revitalization is pioneer work, is revitalization is about breaking barriers and shining God's light. Yeah, that uh, there's a a book I've read recently, and it talked about uh, the Lewis and Clark expedition. And as they headed out of that expedition, 
they um, was headed out and had expectations of what they were going to see and what they were going to uh, see ahead of them. But when they hit the Rockies, they never dreamed uh, of anything like that. But one thing they did realize, that what was before them was nothing like what they had left behind. That is the main thing of all this. We are in a period now that we, uh, there is nobody alive that has went through the, the pandemic of 100 years ago. So we are in new territory. We are, we're going into new territory that we have never, nobody alive has been through this. So it's uncharted territory where we have to uh, get through this with God's help, God's guidance, uh, but realize that we can't rely on what we have just left. And the fifth thing is, is revitalization is about connecting outside the church to find balance. Now, you may have a Nazarene church or a local pastor that you can connect with, but let me encourage you, if you can't connect with them, find another pastor, find another friend that can pour into you and can pour into your life. I remember I had this wonderful relationship with the um, Episcopal, pa- excuse me, Lutheran pastor, the, and then the pastor at First Baptist, and also a pastor of a non-denominational church, and we would meet together on a weekly basis, us four men and women, and we would just share life together. Sometimes it was stories about what was happening in our local church. Sometimes it was about prayer. Sometimes it was just eating together. We did books together. We did lessons together. But ultimately, it was a time of just being together. We have to realize that many times we feel alone. We feel left out. We feel disconnected, and we need to be honest with people. And who can we be honest? Can we go and, 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 and share with church members that we're irritated with somebody inside the church? Possibly. We may have those trusted friends, but many times we feel ashamed to even feel that way. And so we need people outside our tribe or inside our tribe that are just like us, that are called men and women to share the gospel to live it out, and we have to find that workplace and home balance. And that's what the network uh, is for and is there for. It is there to help engage, equip, and empower the pastor. That is what the network is designed to do, and so I uh, ask you to utilize it. And so ultimately, revitalization is pioneer work. The top five things that we talked about today is that revitalization is not easy or everyone would be doing it. Revitalization is tough on family, especially children. Revitalization is a major cause of burnout to the pastor. Revitalization is about breaking barriers and shining God's light. And then the fifth thing is revitalization is about connecting outside the church to find balance. Well, my friends, thank you so much for joining us today. If you are a pastor or a staff leader or in need of support, coaching, encouragement, why don't you join our network? Go to our Facebook page, Rural Revitalization Network, or join us online through our website, rural-revitalization.network. Until next week, my friends, from Pastor Rob and myself, remember you are doing better than you realize. God bless you. Thank you.